Welcome back to the Talented Learning Show podcast series, episode 66, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today, I interview Barry Kelly, CEO of Thought Industries, about the current state of extended enterprise learning industry. You can find more of our fiercely independent content at talentedlearning.com. Well, welcome back, listeners, and thanks very much for tuning in to another episode. On this show, I'm fortunate to interview the senior executives and the customers of the world's most prominent learning tech solutions. And today's no different. We have return guest, CEO of Thought Industries here to give us a much needed and timely update on the status of customer, partner, and extended enterprise education in general. Now, this update could just be anecdotal if we wanted it because Thought Industries is a perennial winner in the Talent to Learning Annual Extended Enterprise Awards because they have been leading the customer education industry for now almost a decade. But today's not just going to be anecdotal. Today's update is backed by hard data collected from practicing extended enterprise professionals and synthesized in Thought Industries' newly published The State of Extended Enterprise Learning 2023 report. And welcome back, Barry. It's great to have you back on the show. Absolutely. Thanks so much, John. It's always an absolute pleasure to spend time with you and uh, appreciate being back. Um, yeah, I might be finished one. I'm wondering if I'm going to get an invite the next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's take a stroll down memory lane all the way back in 2018, believe it or not. It was the first time we had you on the show. And our topic was, uh, that was episode 15. Uh, that was tying customer education to business success. So we were, we were talking about measuring and, and changing the business and competitive differentiators all back then. I just went back to listen to this and the other ones I'm going to talk about, and they're still super timely, even though uh, you know we've been we've been talking about this same thing now for almost ten years publicly and privately. Uh, then you came back in 2021 to do the same thing you're, we're doing today. Uh, you had discussing your report back in 21 and all the things that were happening, and it's super interesting to go back in only two years to see what's changed and what's remained the same in our industry. But things are flying fast and. You're right on the the edge of it. And then last year in episode 55, back again, and we talked about all the advances for content as a business, for training businesses out there and continuing education providers and what the next level stuff is going on. And when I re-listened to that, well, that's still cutting edge stuff. So uh, we're, we're, you know, you and I are right on the cusp of talking about all the cool stuff uh, here over the last uh, five or six years publicly. And today's no different. Give us an update in case anybody has been living under a peach basket here the last 10 years and doesn't know who you are uh why don't you just give us a quick update on thought industries as a company and uh where you fit into the industry thanks so much john yeah absolutely yeah it was a pleasure being with you every one of those and i, and I do i think you know as we think back to all those conversations everything is still really relevant today um and you know i think for to give you an overview on thought industries as, as you mentioned uh i can't believe it but september will be our 10-year anniversary as a company um and uh, you know thought industries you know we are an external learning technology company um and we've been doing that since the very beginning um we've we have a, a learning technology that allows companies to um, essentially create uh, a highly compelling set of learning experiences from you know sort of uh, in person to um, small micro learning courses all the way to, you know, as I said, uh, highly blended learning programs and everything in between. And we allow you to deploy that, monetize it, package it, deliver it, integrate with your 
whole giant ecosystem of, of technology that, that, that you need to, in order to get it done. And we sort of work on helping not only create great content, but help you manage what we call the business of learning. So like our tagline, powering the business of learning, that's what we've done. Uh, we focus, uh, I suppose, on two main markets, what we would call um, you know, customer or partner education, which is the extended enterprise. Um, we've been doing that for a very long time. And then we work with uh, organizations, professional training companies. So if your product um, is a training experience or educational experience, um, you know, our technology will help you run, grow and scale, not only in the United States, but globally um, and, and get you to scale. So that's that's what we've done. Uh, we've been so fortunate to have uh, 10 years in this market, which has been so good to us, amazing bunch of customers, um, and uh, it continues to be really exciting. Uh, lots of changes, lots of great things going on all the time to keep us interested. Yeah, that's great. That's great. What a uh, great story, success story. Uh, when you and I first met uh, just shy of 10 years ago, uh, I was starting talented learning uh, to be a blog to talk about extended enterprise learning and how to buy it, what it was, and starting right at the beginning, because there was nothing else like it. And then I met you at, right at the very beginning, who was starting a brand new company to do the exact same thing. And uh, we were the, the you and I were the, the two here that were doing it, and nobody else was, nobody else was talking about it. And, you know, we've now followed each other, or I'm following you, rather, uh, here through the last 10 years, just watching, you know, how this has went from uh, an unheard of topic to a, a nice-to-have topic to now mission critical competitive differentiator uh, all in a short 10 years and so uh it's been a it's been a cool ride and uh and so you've been covering a lot of that uh in in your latest report or in every annual report of what's changing uh from year to year so tell us about the report what it is uh where the yeah. data is coming from uh give us an overview of that uh, for everybody please yeah absolutely yeah thanks john so you know i think over the years when when i when we first met I was like, what do you know about this stuff? Like, you know, there's no information out there. It's really hard to, you know, get data or information on the extended enterprise. Some people say they do it. Some people say don't know anything about it. They've never heard of it. Um, and so what we did as an organization, um, you know, over time was to build internally what we call a learning strategies team. And that organization was designed inside our company explicitly for this reason, right? To do the research, to understand best practices, um, to do all sorts of stuff, right? To build maturity models, to, to create white papers, information, and everything that <clears throat> is needed to help our customers, prospects, and the broader market um, to, to kind of know how to make the right decisions, whether it's to do with technology, product creation, optimization, delivery, packaging. And that's really where it started, right? This report, I think, believe this is our, uh, this is our fourth year uh, doing this report, maybe fifth year actually doing this report. I'll be in trouble with the marketing team for not knowing. It's <laughs> probably six, probably six. Yeah, right. So you got it. That's the <laughs> average job. But, um, you know, part, part of this is for us to really get an, get an understanding uh, you know, from the market as to, you know, what are the things that are happening? What are, what are some of the trends that we're seeing? Um, what's new? Um, but also, you know, how are things tracking, you know, from year to year? And that's the beauty of having done this for a number of years. We're actually starting to see trend lines, you know, in particular parts of the business. In this particular report, you know, we've researched over 200 companies, um, you know, in the, in the market about, uh, I would say about 82%, I think uh, overall, just higher than 80%. 
Our organization's over 100 million in revenue. Um, nearly 90% of the individuals are directors or managers, right? So people, um, you know, responsible for not only the strategy, but delivery, you know, and all the tactical decisions that have to be made in these organizations. So I think a really good mix of individuals. Um, and most of these are B2B organizations um, and with an average of about 21,000 learners each, right? So these are, you know, I would say certainly we're covering a large, large part of market. There's SMB and sort of mid-market folks in there as well. But really, these are uh, most of the data is kind of coming from more individuals that, you know, have been doing this for a while, have, you know, are running uh, highly complex learning organizations at scale and, and uh, you know, looking for all those fine margins in, in improving their business. So really great, great group of people and very everyone very generous with their time and, and willingness to, to contribute to the report. Excellent, excellent. How would you contribute to the report? Is it uh, through uh, surveys, uh, interviews? Yeah. Uh, surveys, uh, yeah. I mean, we're also always kind of interviewing and um, and gaining data and information, you know, from um, you know from the broader market. So we do it in a lot of different ways. But in this report, the for, you know the sort of formal question answer evaluation, all of that is done, you know, is done through a survey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And who's the the intended audience for this report? It's uh, yeah, kind of like I said, right, I think earlier on in terms of the markets that we serve, so anybody involved in extended enterprise learning, so if you're involved in anything to do with when the learning technology gets turned to face the outside world and you're, you're, you're responsible for, for training partners and customers and um, everybody that's part of the external ecosystem, this is for you. If you work at a training or education company where you're responsible for creating learning products, delivering training, whether that's through, you know, sort of B2B or, or B2C models, uh, this, you're going to find a whole bunch of really great data and information in here. Okay, great, great. So uh, from a takeaway standpoint, let's get into it. What's the, uh, what, what, what did we learn this year? Is the market speeding up, slowing down, expanding, contracting? What's going on? Yeah, I would say, you know, from what we've learned, um, you know, I think, uh, the market has, I wouldn't, has grown a little bit last year, <clears throat> certainly not maybe at the, at the velocity that it has before. Um, so kind of staying constant, I think we have about 40, you know, somewhere close to about 39 companies last year that saw revenue increases in their business and growth. Um, about another 40% saw revenue sort of stay flat. <clears throat> and we kind of got the same thing kind of coming next year. People are like, okay, you know, this is, um, you know, if you read the news and you read the sort of macroeconomics, everyone knows that, you know, um, certainly there's just challenges in the economy. So I think, you know, organizations are are happy uh, to, to be able to sort of keep these things, you know, on a straight line. And I think, you know, we're forecasting as we move through the remainder of this year that, you know, we're not going to see decline, which I think is a great thing. Uh, but we're certainly uh, organizations, certainly in this market, are are keeping things on the constants, and we see pockets of growth here and there as well. Mm -hmm. And why do you think uh, it's not as expanding um, as fast uh, or as exponentially as it has been uh, macroeconomics? Uh, um, but is is it more practical than that? Is it, is it access to resources, access to budget for these organizations for, for expanding, you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's depending on how, how you know, closely connected to a P&L you are. Um, you know, I think that's going to have a big, uh, you know, big part of it. I mean, even if you are connected to a P&L and you may you'd see, you know, maybe less margins come through last year or sort of flattening of growth. And, you know, you just have to make decisions about how you run the business that way. And then I think organizations where it's cost center, 
um, you know, our, 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 our worst, right? Not a cost, you know, or a little bit less than that, our loss center, you know, I think, you know, you're, you're going to have to go to the board or the, the executive suite to get budget. And, and I think, you know, I think that has become, we get that question a lot. How do I, you know, how do I, how do I go to the, you know, the executive team and, and, um, you know, petition for more budget or, or keep budget flat year over year. And I think, you know, certainly things were, especially in the latter half of 2022, um, for some companies, um, you know, there wasn't as much available budget as there had been in previous years. Um, but, you know, I think in the report, we talk a little bit about the resilience, right? People have, mm -hmm. what they've done through that movement is to get really focused on the things that work, right? And this is the beauty of it, right? You can, you know, in, in, a, in learning, you can sort of like put your head down and get out there and sort of, you know, did someone take the course or did they take the training? Did they complete it? But if you, if you really get into the business, what sort of impact is it having on the greater ecosystem of our company? And I think we're seeing people draw the lines in a much more significant way to the value that learning is delivering across the, the, the life cycle. And um, so, yeah, I think people have been incredibly resilient in, in doing that. And that, that's, I think that's the, the positive uh, point that's kind of come out of, out of the data. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. doing more with less uh yeah. really this story of history here yeah uh, in, in general and and probably ai has uh you know some help in 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 doing that too uh yeah. like in in your solution what you guys are using using yeah. that to basically knock out automation or knock out uh you know manual administration yeah. and things like that to yeah, certainly a place that we want, you know, we're, we're working on getting to as, a, as you know, we look at our business kind of, uh, we have sort of two pillars of the business, you know, one we call ultimate respect for the learner, which is, you know, providing tools to our customers to create the most compelling learning experiences, right? So mm -hmm. it's not only about the outcome, it's about the experience that an individual has and in engaging with your, your brand, your product, um, and leveling up or whatever it may be. So that's kind of one pillar. The other pillar is, you know, uh, optimizing the business. So we think very, very mm -hmm. closely about, okay, how do we quieten the noise in, in your day-to-day -day work? How do we, it's not always the fanciest, coolest, shiniest stuff, but it is, you know, how do we um, make sure that we provide technology that helps, you know, your team focus on things that add value, right? To your, to, to your company yeah. and try and remove some of the noise. So, yeah, I think that's the thing that, you know, organizations have been very, very focused on, um, mm -hmm. you know, time is precious, resources are precious in last year and coming and through this year, quite frankly. So, all right, what do we, how do we do, how do we do mm -hmm. the things that are absolutely necessary? Yep. Yep. This year, 2023 is about efficiency. Yeah, um, uh, absolutely. Open back up. So tell me about, let's, let's shift gears here. Tell me about monetization. Yeah. I talked about those three uh, podcasts we did. Uh, yeah. Even before that, we were doing webinars before we were doing podcasts. And you and I did a webinar almost nine years ago, eight and a half, nine years ago, <laughs> on whether to charge for customer education or not, yeah. uh, the monetization process. And we had some theories back then that aren't relevant to today. Tell me what's going on in the world today with monetization. Other yeah, I think, you know, probably like, I think I'm, I'm one of those, those guys that flips straight to the monetization page of the report when it comes out, you know, <laughs> um, I, you know, it's just, it's just been such a passion for me. I think in our company, you know, this, right. The first thing, two things we built was an authoring system and a, and a commerce system, right. We've been in the enabling sort of uh, learning packaging and, and uh, monetization from, from day one as a company. And, you know, it's a really, a really important part of it. And it's a fascinating, the 
productizing learning to me has been a sort of a life's work. And it's something that's really fascinating to me because I don't think there's a week goes by where I don't see a learning product being monetized, packaged, um, you know, in a, in a new way. It's just, ha it's happening all the time. I'm always constantly surprised uh, by it. So one of the things that we've seen, and just to kind of quote some, some data here, um, you know, we've seen since 2021, 43% um, of the organizations polled in, in, uh, in 2021 were monetizing, right? Uh, in this last report, it's up to 61%, right? So we've Ooh. seen a really good lift in the numbers of organizations that are actively monetizing. Um, and also um, in almost a 50-50 um, you know, between the sort of a cost center, um, uh, cost center and a profit organization, and then a break even. So we're seeing, you know, half the organizations here in profit are at a break even level, um, which is great. Talk about being a master of your own destiny. Um, and, and I think especially when it comes to the extended enterprise, you know, if your job is to educate partners and educate customers, it's not always related to monetization, right? And so it's, it's, uh, all and we've had probably many many conversations in the market about how uh, customer education and partner education like impacts the ecosystem. Time to value, educate, education, qualified leads, product adoption, all of those things, right? And so um, those all will continue to persist. But we are seeing more and more, you know, organizations who you know are continuing to add, um, you know, monetization in those particular areas. Um, and then obviously, if you're a training company, well, your bread and butter is is, is the revenue, right? So um, you you, you got to be heavily focused on trying to carve more margin out of the existing products. And there's a lot of different ways we do that. Um, or adding net new products, right? Net new learning products um, to, to expand your footprint and expand your market. So um, yeah, we're seeing growth there. And that's been absolutely fantastic to see. Wow. Wow. Super interesting. Yeah, uh, super interesting. So with all that uh, growth in the marketplace, growth in monetization, people now having uh, sixty percent of these organizations have to open up their wallet to to access a lot a lot of this training. Yeah, my guess is the 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 quality. Not my guess. I see it every day. But the the quality of the education, the learner experience, yeah. is is probably more important than it ever has. Did the what did the report have to say about uh, learner experience? Yeah, it it is. Uh... I mean, I love it. Like another reason why thought industries exist is because, you know, I was one of those people that was banging my head off the wall with every LMS experience I had and these these learning and training products that I had to endure, I suppose. And I think what absolutely kind of lights up my day every 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 time is these conversations about we want to make the experience of learning better. And that is something that is, you know, jumped off the page again, you know, in the report. Um, building, I think, and I think the way it was put is right, building and, and engaging learning experiences top of mind. It's the number one thing um, that, you know, individuals and organizations want to do. They want to improve the experience of learning. Um, and that is, um, that actually has sort of been at the forefront of this report every year. Um, which is which really um, is something I think is really significant because the we have another little thing that we talk about at our company, which is experiences and outcomes. And you know, it may have been in the past that 
um, an, an individual or an organization wanted to get you to some sort of outcome. And that could be a 275 slide PowerPoint presentation with a, um, you know, a 58 question multiple choice uh, assessment at the end. And, you know, I'll, trust me, it's a way to get you there. Um, but, you know, I think that the really meaningful part of that is the experience. Like, so how do we create uh, how do we engage a learner, right, to, to use all their senses to learn? How do we connect them with their peers? How do we get them excited? How do we have them come back? How do we unblock them? How do we think about learning in a more, you know, this whole concept of moment of need that we've been talking about for years, but like, how do we put not only the right piece of education in front of them, but how do we put the right format in front of them at the right time? So whether that's in the product, in the, in, in the course of work, uh, whether it's a micro learning experience, whether they need to be unblocked with a simple video or a, or a knowledge base article, whether they need a job aid download, or whether they just need to get on with an instructor and, um, you know, and, and get the hair dryer treatment. I don't know. It's like, you know, and all of those things, I mean, I think experience is, is incredible, is such an important part. And that, you know, continues to be um, it, it continues to sort of be in the, at the forefront of, of where people are, um, you know, looking to, to, um, looking to improve at their organization. Yeah. 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 For, you know, without a doubt, just the, the voluntary nature of external audiences, whether you're charging or whether you're not, the donors don't have to be there and they don't have to take that content. Yeah. That's something that you don't have to deal with, uh, with employee learning uh, very much. You, you have yeah. that option to, so you just, you're mandated to take this time to take it or you're fired. And, and so that gives you yeah. a different perspective on how much you have to think about the learner experience. And so yeah. uh, without a doubt, uh, you know, in, in our clients, you know, we see that as, as just a primary goal always yeah. in, in selecting a solution and, and trying to get ahead of the competition. Cause it's not just now being out there with customer education content, it's now being better than your competition. And so yes, yeah. the bar just keep, keeps on 100%. going, goes up and up and up. But another thing that's super important, uh, more important in external learning, I think, uh, than internal learning is just the importance of the ecosystem. It's yeah. so much bigger uh, yeah. in, in, in external learning and so much more diverse. Tell us what, what the report's summarizing on the importance of integration and ecosystem. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, such an important one. Um, when you are dealing with the outside world, you are, when I, when I say this, learning technology that faces outwardly to the customers, to the, to the partner ecosystem and beyond is going to be, needs to be integrated with a whole different suite of technology that the internal learning LMS is vastly different, right? There's, um, we're talking about CRM systems, marketing automation tools. And like, if you've been under a rock, you might not notice, but there's so many new technologies coming into um, sort of sales and marketing these days. AI is, is, is heavily featured through a lot of these products. And so the demands for um, you know integration with all of these technologies um, is critical and where you, your needs for integration today are going to be vastly different a quarter from now and a year from now right so these th this is an evolving stack of technologies I think at our company uh, we have uh, 62 different uh, technologies that we we use to to run our business so just think about it wow. right so 
Um, that's a lot. And uh, how many of those are facing our customers um, or not? You know, all of those need, especially in our business and the LMS side of things, all of those things need to be to be integrated. Um, so I think that's the key, right? Um, more and more organizations need to be able to connect to, um, you know, more of those technologies. And so we've seen a real, you know, an increase in, in that particular area and the need to want to uh, be, be connected to the broader ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, uh, is it driving the need for pre-built connector type integration or because it's, I don't know, so diverse yeah. that it, it needs more API, you know, more advanced type connection. Is, is there a trend going one way or the other in your opinion? Um, yeah, I think it's going, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mixture, right? I think there's the, there's the sort of, 80-20 rule and all of this stuff, right? So if you're not integrated with Salesforce, then, you know, pack up your bags and go home, right? Like, I mean, you know, who isn't, right? So, I mean, there's, I think in our business, we have a lot of, we have a whole suite of native integrations that are turnkey, right? So turn them on, uh, they're going to have multi-directional communication with said application, marketing automation, CRM, all of the, you know, all of the webinar and training tools that you would need, certifications, uh, proctoring all those things right that's a you know a, a kind of non-negotiable i think then there's a sort of a middle tier where um you know it's just a point-to-point communication between two pieces of technology and there's a lot of middleware that's come into the market um in in the last number of years that are, is very very powerful that it's going to allow you to do um some of those very very specific integrations um and 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 we do that as well through a thing called um yeah, ti connect and then we have the next layer, and we've, I think we've talked about this before, but, um, you know, we have a, a, a product called Helium, which is our headless technology. And that's where, you know, organizations are creating, you know, integrations maybe with bespoke technology, right? So at a training company, if you've got a very, very specific training management tool that you use or a very, very specific grading system, and uh, you need to create a, a sort of a more bespoke integration between that technology where there's multi-directional communication, then, you know, we have technology for that. But it's like, it's an absolute, you know, I don't, most of the customers turn up to us have a, a Visio chart of their learning ecosystem, right? And uh, you got to be able to connect all the lines and um, there'll be a whole new set of lines, you know, six months and a year from now when some new products get added. <clears throat> and we're also nice. about to experience AI in this industry where we're going to see more and more AI tools used, being used in authoring and all those types of things, certification and assessment. So we're going to, you know, we're going to need to be connected to those too. Um, so I think, um, I think I'm just looking at the report here, um, you know, uh, marketing automation. So the things that were featured, sort of marketing automation, training support, data and analytics, um, you know, they're, um, they are big areas. Obviously, CRM is one of the biggest ones inside marketing automation. Customer success platforms, about 16%. Marketing platforms, about 25 And then CRM is like 67 So as you can see in that sort of tier, training support, support systems, about 55 E-commerce, about 20%. Credentialing is about 18 And then, and then product adoption technologies, um, you know, the WalkMe's of the world, the Pandos of the world, about 19%. Um, so those are big. And then we've got a lot of integrations with data. So data clouds, BI connectors, um, data warehousing, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, there's no such thing as 
an LMS that sits in its own box now. It's uh, it's got to reach out its tentacles to the rest of the world for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I, with with my clients, when I help them uh, find learning management systems, I'd say probably one of the the things I add the most value in and have to spend the most time in is just mapping that ecosystem. Yeah. If they don't have that visio of just helping yeah. them figure that out, so you can communicate it to to people like you or in, in your yeah. team, because it's it's different every single time and it changes, as you said. Well, this is uh, like always a super fast conversation. We're out of time. We got to get to the advice question. <laughs> Audience, what we should have done, uh, Barry and I got on the phone without hitting record. We are on Zoom here. We talked for 30 minutes. We're like, oh man, we should hit record. We'd be done already because uh, that was just as interesting as this conversation. But yeah. let's finish it up here with uh, one last uh, good question here. You mentioned earlier on, uh, in uh, about uh, or, uh, these business leaders have to go to the executive team uh, yeah. here and, and get this budget. What's your best advice for, uh, you know, something that they could say or something that they could do, something something practical here that uh, people might not be thinking of to help unlock some of this budget? It's more of an art than a science, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, well, if, if I was giving advice to anybody, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm in an interesting sort of uh, place here because not only, you know, are we a learning technology company, we have a customer education team. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that approves budget here, right? So, you know, I would say there's four things that are critical. Um, I think number one, and I always say this, right? Absolutely, it's critical for you on the team uh, to understand the current business goals and strategy. Don't assume you know what they are, right? These are changing. At our system, in our company, I'll, uh, you know, I think I've told this story before, like we use OKRs, objectives and key results. So we have very, very specific way of measuring projects and, and, um, and progress across those. And those are edited and iterated every quarter and reported to the organization. So our business strategy is, you know, it's very, very constant for a year and beyond, but there's a very, very specific tactical things that are changing in the business quarter to quarter, what we're measuring, what's important, what's a work on, uh, what's something that we want to gain momentum in. Customer education is directly connected to pretty much most of the things that we talk about, right? Retention, net retention, time to value, support deflection, all those things, it's there. But understand which ones are important to us at a given time. So do it, go find out, who you know, what's your current uh, detail strategy? No matter how big your company is, you got to know that if you're responsible for educating the customer and ecosystem, right? Second thing is make get your reporting down. Uh, we do a lot of we have a lot of conversations about how do I connect the value of the educated customer or the educated partner to the business? You got to figure it out. In this day and age, it's a non-negotiable. You got to understand how you impact all the things I just mentioned: time to value, retention rates, net retention rates you know, uh, the time, uh, time to value for a new partner, um, you know, uh, all of the, all of the product adoption, product understanding, recertification and the partner network, all those things you got to understand. Um, so be able to report on that and make reporting ongoing. Don't have it just be something that you pull the spreadsheet out and do, uh, you know, once a quarter, have a management delivery cadence, right? So figure out some way to get a dashboard in front of critical executives or individuals, um, that will find those things meaningful. Um, the thing about that, and then build those relationships. Um, you know, we, I was in a leadership meeting yesterday with our team, and you know, I look around the table. Each one of those individuals at the table um, have ed, have needs for education, right, um, into their particular responsibilities. So get to know those individuals, right? Um, they may have 
been given um, you know some tasks from from you know the the CEO or the president of the company or the board. Understand, get to know them. Understand what's what's working, what's not working for them, and be flexible enough. And then I think the other thing is uh, be embedded in, in in the life cycle of the customer and the partner. So um, if you're just going to you know sit in a chair and onboard customers or do some sort of generic learning around product adoption, you're missing it, right? You're missing the where you can bring value. Customer and partner education and individuals' education backgrounds are providing huge amounts of value in marketing right now for education qualified leads, for trial optimization, for qualification, all of that sort of stuff. They're adding value in the support team to help deflect, train support people, deflect uh, support queries. They're helping uh, the operations and the services team get organizations to value more quickly. The impact is like across the organization. So make sure you know all those folks. Make sure you're sitting down at the table. Make sure you tap them on the back. Make sure you approach them in the offsite and tell them you can help them. And I think wow. if you do that, you're going to be heavily embedded in the organization um, and and its needs. Mm-hmm. And then getting budgets, nothing but a thing. Nothing but a thing. Trust me, those thing. folks always have budget. You know that, right? <laughs> they always do. They always do. So there you have it. Sage advice. Barry Kelly, CEO of Thought Industries, leading customer education, professional education, uh, learning solution in the market. Uh, Understand your current business goals and strategy, reporting, build relationships, and get embedded in the life cycle. That's how you can get budget. That's how you can push forward uh, customer education and extended extended enterprise education in general. Uh, Barry, thanks for coming back to the show here for your fourth time. It's always enlightening. We have enough content here for three podcasts. Uh, It's super, super interesting. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, John. And if anyone wants to get their hands on the report, you know, it's available on our website, plus a whole bunch of other great white papers and information on anything you might need. Um, So I hope you enjoy it. It was certainly fun for us. And thanks to everybody to participate and given the data and, uh, Get to see you next year, John, for uh, for for the 2024 report. All right. Hopefully before. Hopefully before. That's thoughtindustries.com is where you can get that. And there's also a link on this podcast post uh, that you can uh, access it to. And also you can find more information, not only on Thought Industries, about Thought Industries, but on Talent to Learning. We have a nice profile. We're keeping a lot of good information about them. Also, you can come get some more independent research. So uh, there you have it, listeners. Uh, thanks for tuning into another episode of the Talent to Learning show. You can find more of our fiercely independent content at talentedlearning.com. Have a great day. We'll see you on the next.